Welcome to Tony Steak Podcast. Welcome to the Tony Steak Podcast, episode 219. I'm Sean, and joined with me, we have Off-Road Andy. Hello. Thank you for tuning in. Hit that subscribe button and share with a friend. And check out our sports podcast after this. This is our entertainment pod. Andy, are you ready to be entertained? I think so. Oh, I like that. Uh, to start, we are going to begin with uh, my trip to Disneyland over the weekend. I went. That happened for real. I went on Saturday, Andy. Had the reservation and everything. Hmm. So, uh, park opens at nine and, uh, they close it at seven and, uh, all that fun stuff. Uh, got there, I don't know, 20 minutes early, but there was a huge line to get into the parking structure. Parking was, uh, complimentary. Uh, they said Mickey was paying for it. So that was nice. $25 value. Uh, and they don't do the tram service. You have to walk uh, the tram road because it's just a high you know, touch area. So they get you walking right off the bat, which is fine. Um, the return, you're pretty worn out. I'll tell you that. Uh, that's a long walk. Uh, main street was crazy. Uh, Andy, there was no one on it. Like it was like, usually when you walk through there, you're kind of like shoulder to shoulder with people. And that was, it was crazy open space and people were like sitting in the middle of the road. Uh, pretty good. Uh, n- no longer. No, let's see. The longest we waited on any uh, ride was 30 minutes, maybe 40 minutes. Uh, some rides did get up to a 60 minute wait. Ridiculous. How could that even happen? Uh, we did not do those rides at that time. And, uh, also woke up 7am to, uh, register for the queue for their new rise of the resistance if you recall i'm sure i talked about it on the pod about uh over a year ago right when it opened we tried to get on almost kind of got on did some of the ride and then they're like it's not it's not happening for you guys and we left uh so up at seven you don't have to be in the park to register you just have to open their their app and you know best of luck i got boarding group 63 and uh i think our number got called by about one o'clock for that to go and uh try and uh, ride the ride walked over there and at that specific time i guess there had been delays in the last couple of days and issues with the ride so anyone who had like a a boarding group from even like the last two days or something like that the guy was saying were able to get out like in for this day and so when we walked over there yeah our border group had just been called but there was a line of about an hour and a half to get into the line like that was like the standby like line backup if you will and so we're like well that's ridiculous because like you can come back in a few hours it should be you know down and uh and do it that way like we're still going to honor it because of this uh issue we've had with the ride so we walked over to California Adventure went on a couple of rides, like ten minute wait, fifteen minute wait for the uh, Incredicoaster. Gotta love that. Um, and then walked back over, and there was just a twenty minute wait for the uh, Rise of the Resistance, twenty five minutes or something like that. 
uh, no sideline or anything like that. That's the the only wait you had to do. And we got to go on the ride, Andy. We did. We did it. Yeah. Well, not the full version, though. Well, I think they cut like part of the line and that part because I don't know the way it works out. Like you're on a track. Like how do they shorten it? Maybe they speed through some things, but I mean, I, I haven't been on it, so I can't really tell you one way or another. But I did notice like we bypassed an area where you're in line and is it Ray, the girl's name? She comes on like a hologram. I remember this from the last time, the first time we w- tried to go on the ride and tells us, you know, what we what's going on and uh, with the resistance and all that and what they're doing, blah, blah, blah. We avoided all of that. So I wonder if they kind of count that somehow. Uh, but it's fun. It's uh, it's impressive. It's, I mean, even credit coaster is, you know, a roller coaster. This is like a, a stage show or something. Like there's robots and, uh, you know, hologram people everywhere. And you know, it was pretty cool. Uh, I, I enjoyed it. Uh, my fiance did as well. She was nervous. There's going to be an incredible drop. They even say, we have to break you out through this elevator. And like they show like a, a schematic of it. And it's like, oh, that's like 50 floors down. Terrific. There's going to be a huge drop. And uh, I don't want to give it away, but that drop, you don't encounter it. So that was good. Uh, all in all, though, did Space Mountains. Uh, we did Star Tours. We did the Haunted Mansion. And they walked you through like the side door down some stairs and then just plug you in right into the hallway. So we went around the elevator that takes you down there. And so that was weird, uh, but kind of neat to see. But you could also kind of tell like, this is not normally decorated. They put up some stuff, some old photos of the people and things in there. Uh, but like there was still like an emergency light on, which looked like yeah. it was like, this is usually just like a, an emergency exit. And they're like, well, we have to disney it over here. Um, but neat nonetheless did pirates, obviously, uh, Indiana Jones and credit coaster, the so on, over the world on pirates. Do they like put tape down? Like you can only sit on this spot. And so they, <laughs> every other row in the boats, it was just two groups, one group in the second row. And then one group, the second uh, from the last row. Uh, so you have like three rows in between you also, <laughs> There's no waiting in line inside. All the lines are pretty much outside now. So worry about a sunburn. Bring your sunblock. I got a nice little burn uh, line on my neck where I I thought I put sunscreen, but I missed the mark. Uh, The good thing, though, is you have to wear a face mask everywhere you go. On rides, uh, everywhere, everywhere but if you're in a designated eating area. Now, the benefit to that is it's covering your face. My chin didn't get burnt. My nose didn't get burnt. So glass half full, if you will. Um, But yeah, it it was neat. It was an experience. Uh, It was exhausting. I mean, we did a full day. Um, Walked, I think, 11 miles, a little over 11 miles. We enjoyed it. Yeah. I I wonder when it's going to be like normal again there. Yeah. I mean, who knows? They have this whole thing with June 15th being a a thing so we'll see also i'm hearing that the cdc might announce new uh less restrictive uh guidelines for indoor mask wearing 
So obviously companies kind of get to implement what they will. And I, I don't think they're going to drop that right off right away. I know they they've eased up. You don't have to wear it outside in Orlando because they don't have COVID in Florida. Um, but it also appears we don't have it here. So we'll see. But yeah, that was my uh, trip to Disneyland. Well, so that was the first time you got to go on that Star Wars thing. So after like yeah, 18 months or something, it finally worked out. Uh, it was not 18. It was more like probably 13 months or something. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It was a long time long, coming. Long time. Uh, all right. Well, moving right along. A couple of uh, stories on here. Uh, Paramount Plus. Are you familiar, Andy? Yeah, that's a thing. Oh, okay. I don't know how many subscribers they have, but they may be getting some more. I saw they are set to release a new movie every week starting in 2022 on their platform. Now, what kind of movies they are, I have no idea, but that's pretty Paramount ambitious. Paramount movies. Well, yes, of course. That would make sense, right? Uh, alongside new uh, TV shows and things like that. So look at them go. Yeah, there's not a lot of stuff on there yet. Uh, I think there's a lot of old like Nickelodeon yeah, and stuff. Guts, that's, that's we found yeah. out. Are you uh, or uh, Double Dare on there? Probably Hey Dude. Yeah. So, so I mean, they've, they've got a big back catalog, but it's it's definitely uh, not a streaming service that everyone has. Not even close. Yeah. But there you go. All right, we uh we had not a celebrity, but a guy who a movie was based on died over the weekend. Uh, Andy, I'm going to just broad brush strokes. You tell me if you can guess the movie. Uh, I know what it is already. I saw it. Okay. I forgot about it. Yeah. Well, Johnny Depp played a George Young. Was this the one you were thinking of? Yep. Okay. Well, uh, George Young is, uh, famously the guy who, uh, supplied about 80% of Americans who did cocaine with cocaine, uh, courtesy of Pablo Escobar in the eighties. So uh 70s or no it was 80s wasn't it uh he died at 78 years old uh, he had been in jail until 2012 i want to say and uh yeah that movie was based on his life and he passed away 78 years old and that movie was blow and you didn't say the title so. i didn't but i figured who <laughs> who doesn't know that also in case i haven't mentioned this in the past i'm sure i have but just for people listening now if you like that movie and you're like what happened to that guy the director died od'd on cocaine a couple years after in a hotel in la so looks like he didn't really look like pay attention to the story he was telling in this movie i don't know or he paid attention too much Uh, i don't know okay well uh that's our little uh news story we have a lot of movie uh, and tv talk here uh Let's start things off with Dave Batista is getting uh, into the Knives Out set. Yeah, we got two cast announcements for Knives Out 2, which I guess is is further along than I had thought. So this was Netflix paid a bunch of money to get both Knives Out 2 and Knives Out 3 from, from Ryan Johnson. Um, James Bond's returning, Daniel Craig as the, the, the detective there. Uh, but they announced Dave Bautista and Ed Norton. So Bautista, very hot actor right now. Norton, that's remarkable. But Ed Norton is, you know, an Oscar-nominated actor who uh, doesn't doesn't work a whole lot. He uh, isn't 
you know, he he had his chance at Marvel movies and said, no, thanks. And now people like Dave Bautista are in them. Um, but that's 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 something Ed, Ed Norton is fantastic. I'd like to see a follow up to Rounders. You know, where are they now? Uh, I would Ed Norton's character be dead. Wasn't Maybe wasn't going to get killed right at the end there. I thought they wrong. Yeah, I think I that was they, implied that he was. Didn't he run away or something? Yeah, I mean, probably, but I don't know. Hiding that um, basketball court. They could because they do. They do bring movies back all the time. Yeah. that are like way old. Yeah, I've watched one this week, uh, so that that's possible. All right, well, fancy that. Uh, yeah. I look forward to hearing what that was <laughs> that you watched. All right, well, speaking of old things coming back, Legends of the Hidden Temple. They're bringing Legends of the Hidden Temple back. It's coming to the CW Network. This was uh, truly an insane game show from when we were kids. That like how horrifying. Did this, how does this work? They had yeah, they had these horrifying natives that would pop out and grab you. But like it was, it was great. It was all like cool stunts for the competitions. Like Double Dare was like silly, but this was like action shit, you know. Uh, there's always like a pool. I remember you always had to cross the pool. Yeah. And I think like they did like a Jeopardy style thing. They like didn't matter at all. It was dumb, but who cared? Uh, but it was really all about that great um, maze. What do you want to call that? An obstacle course. And it was just so much tension as a kid. Like, are they going to complete it? Are they going to do it? Or is that guy going to jump out and, you know, hug the little kid? And we didn't ask any questions about it. Why that was cool with everyone. Um, but you just thought, like, did they do they kill them? Do they just take them to the back room and then they just kill the person because they shouldn't be there? I assume that's what happens. Yeah, I mean, do you all do they end up like Alfred Molina at the beginning of Raiders of the Lost Ark? Yeah, probably. Uh, so now they're bringing it back, and uh, they're, they're gonna they're gonna let adults play. That is the plan here. Mm. So I don't see. Is it not called Legends of the Hidden Temple? I don't see it on IMDb. Um, I don't know if it's. If it's on IMDb at this point, but uh, it says it's coming to the CW. Interesting. And Olmec is returning. Well, yeah. Who else? Yeah, I don't know if that, that host, that guy, probably did cocaine and died in a hotel room too. Who no, knows? He was uh, in the 2016 movie. <laughs> did he appear in there? He's on the cover. Okay, I don't know. Well, he's not on the cover. I should say that's just the the Cookie Monster rock guy, but he's in the uh, the artwork. I'm seeing on here. Yeah. Uh, I'm assuming his name is probably either Colin Critchley. No, that's a, a name of a kid. <laughs> this guy's name is Jet Jurgensmeyer. That is not the host Nope, that's name. a kid's name also. They're both kids. He's not on here. He's in this picture and not labeled. Kirk Fogg is the show's host, according to Wikipedia. That's so. more like it. So there you go. Kirk Fogg. Is he still alive? It seems like it. He is certainly still alive. And in 20, uh, 2006, he was in a movie called Distortion. <laughs> so what he's most known for, which is remarkable. How is he not most known for this? He's definitely most known for this. Yeah. Okay. Uh, tell us about the Golden Globes. Is the, Are the Golden Globes the Oscars? No, it's a different award show. You know that. I didn't. It's the one that like Ricky Gervais would host sometimes and he'd be mean or like, oh, is what is that, he going to say this week? Is that why? No. So the Golden There's Globes an uproar. are uh, hosted by or 
represented by, I don't know, organized by the Hollywood Foreign Press Association. So a bunch of foreigners who want to give out awards, I guess. And uh, that organization, people have not liked for years and they're corrupt and they take bribes and they suck. Like and they don't, Yeah, they don't care about diversity and all this kind of stuff. And uh, so this year, I guess there was a real big push that for them to reform and they just haven't done it. And they're like, well, we'll get better. Uh, so now, uh, basically, they're done. The No one is going to grant them any legitimacy. NBC said, we will not telecast the Golden Globes. And uh, even Tom Cruise has returned his Golden Globe Awards to the organization. But he doesn't want any part of it. Because Tom Cruise, uh, this is an obvious joke that everyone's made already, but Tom Cruise clearly doesn't uh, like corrupt organizations in yeah. Hollywood. He's just not part of that, you know. Does he even live anywhere? Like everything I hear about him is like he's still on set and he's doing these e- extreme stunts like we've never seen for Mission Impossible seventy two. I thought like they talked about that when COVID was going on. Like he yelled at people for not wearing masks or something, and that was like a year and a half ago. Like how long are they filming this movie for? Yeah, the movie's still coming out. I think it's supposed to come out. I know it's year. coming out, but he's still. They're still talking about them filming it. Uh, he never really leaves. Tom yeah, I think works. he's just like, he lives in a hotel room in Italy, and he's, he's just like, give citizen. me movies, give me movies. Yeah. Like, this is my residence, this is me, this is where I live. He needs to get space next, and then actually live there. Yeah, we'll just leave him up there with a, yeah. like a nice camera, and I don't know, Christopher Nolan's brother or something. Okay, that's a weird reality show. Well, um, but <laughs> I wasn't thinking of reality show, they're just, they'll film things. All right, get one of me running outside, like floating along, but I have to run. And where's my motorcycle? The rover. That's a motorcycle, right? Yeah. The Mars rover is, is the ultimate motorcycle. He has to chase down a bunch of uh, Russians on the moon. He's like, get back here. Yeah. <laughs> Stealing the moon dirt. <laughs> this is a I movie right the, here. Yeah, Fast and Furious is going to get to space first, I think, so. Yeah, I mean, they're going to launch in an old Chevy to the moon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just got to have that ramp angled real high. It'll go. Well, anyways, the story here is there's not going to be a Gold Globes next year. So, Well, I'm sure there will be one. It'll just be on like Reddit or something. I don't know. It sounds like they're not going to do it. So I don't know. Maybe this Hollywood Foreign Press Association will sell the name Golden Globes and then they'll, someone else will be the people voting on it. Uh, I I don't know. I think the name still means something. It sounds it sounds important. Cause like there's the globe. I like the globe. Right? I thought the globes were the Oscars. No, the Oscars are the Oscars. But what's the statue? Isn't the Oscar the statue, statue like is a weird the Oscar? Th- and the awards is actually called the Academy Awards, but the statue is called the Oscar. I know, and it's holding like a circle because, thing, isn't it? Yeah, he's like an Oscar or something. I don't know. That guy was named Oscar. I don't really know. Oscar Mayer. Yeah, that's what it was originally for. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe. I'm just saying, like, it's so funny that, like, people care so much about these award shows. Do you like an award show at your work, Andy? Probably not. I don't. No, but that would, might be nice. <laughs> if they if they had awards for controller all of, of the year, the industry, yeah, that, I'd I'd like it. And they uh, show clips of me. Yeah. <laughs> this is his 10th time nominating with zero wins. Like, oh. It's like the Dundies. Yeah. 
Well, yeah, that's the end of uh, that, I guess. I mean, I've never watched those. I've we watched were, the, the we monologue, the, the Ricky Gervais monologue. Where well, yeah, that one was oh, actually good. And it was, you know, you'd see the highlights of it, and it's like, I don't care. You really got them. They're going to change. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, good for them, I, I guess, or someone. Good for someone. I, I don't know. I guess NBC is the, the winners here by saying we're not going to have your awards on TV anymore. I don't know. Yeah. Instead, they're just going to do reruns of Coach. That's fine. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, speaking of, uh, you know, canceling things, uh, Seth Rogen is quitting James Franco. Yes. Uh, this has been a story in the making for, for a while now. Uh, of course, James Franco has like a history of different uh, transgressions, you know, doing weird things to film students and pursuing underage girls and all this stuff. I mean, it's all it's all in the past, but it's like it's not in the past in, in anymore. That's not how it works anymore. Um, so there's been and, and James Franco's been kind of he's kind of escaped it all. Like he hasn't been he's not Kevin Spacey. He hasn't been like relegated to uh, nowhere. What was his last movie? I haven't seen him but, anything in a long time. Well, that's the thing. He really hasn't done anything lately. He His last movie that was like a real movie was The uh, Disaster Artist, which um, so four which years is, ago plays a big part in this because it was about a month ago where one of the people that was in the movie, uh, Charlene Yee, who, who was also in like Knocked Up, she's been in other of their kinds of movies, uh, basically said that uh, she accused Seth Rogen of protecting James Franco, who was, you know, a serial abuser and like bribed her with as a producer on the movie, bribed her to stay on and not make a big deal about James Franco. And uh, so then Seth Rogen had to come out and say, that's not really what happened. And, and it kind of got the whole thing back in the news of like, hey, Seth Rogen's good friend here is uh, maybe done some bad things. And. Uh, it was it was hard because you think about it like maybe he has, but what what do you expect Seth Rogen to do as his friend? Like, what is the what is the right move to be like? Yeah, fuck that guy. Or yeah, you turn your back immediately. I don't know. It, it's it's hard, but uh, so now, uh, just a, a couple days ago, Seth Rogen had another interview with something and was asked about it, and he just said, I, "Like, look, I don't I don't work with James Franco anymore." Like. We have we we used to work together. We have no future plans. I have no plans to work with him ever again at this point. Like I've had to think about the things he's done, and he doesn't want to really talk about it. So uh, it sounds like that relationship is over. So Whoa. Pineapple Express two is not happening. Yeah, yeah. Or they'll get someone who looks like him. Yeah, I don't know. Like uh, Dave. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he hasn't. What? His brother is like, I fired him too. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I, I don't know. That, that's what that's what's hard about all this this stuff is like, what are you, what are you supposed to do? Like, so everyone who then worked with him in the past is like, um, is guilty by association, uh, and like included in this thing. The that actress Charlene Yee came back and said, like, look, he's still listed as a producer on this thing that you're a producer for. And they had to say, well, no, actually, he's no longer with that project and hasn't been with it for quite a while. And it just kind of James Franco was, it seems like, quietly canceled. Like it wasn't like one thing. It just seems like 
all right, he's just not going to be in things anymore. It's not going to be some big news story. It's just quietly, he's just not going to get jobs and people aren't going to put him on things. And there it goes. And it's, yeah. it's, it's just weird. It's like, because it wasn't, there wasn't like a Kevin Spacey style, like reckoning. It just, it doesn't feel like, you know, the public didn't cancel him. Like, it's not like you're going to watch Spider-Man two and be like, Oh, this is weird. There's that guy. James Franco, it's just like, no, he's just, he's still there. So I don't know what to make of all this. Yeah. I don't view any, any old movies of his any differently, you know? No, we really need to freeze like actors that we like so that they can't do anything bad. Like a demolition man style thing where it's like 50 years from now, there's going to be a real bad people and then you'll be fine and can work again. Yeah. You, well, I was also, I was just thinking like, we'll thaw them out when we want them to make a role. We lock them like they're sequestered. Like they're in a a high, you know, or high, uh, thing, uh, functioning jury or deal and then make their movie. They don't see any people outside or anything like that. And they freeze them again. It's like, we'll just thaw you when we need you. So that's more of a Winter Soldier reference. Okay, what's that? That's the Winter Soldier. <laughs> Is that a Marvel movie? Yeah, that's the the, the Captain America guy who oh. they only thaw him out to make assassinations. The Russians thaw him out. Oh. He does an assassination, comes back, put him back in the freezer. <laughs> so do that with actors. That's called Winter Soldier? That sounds kind of interesting. He's the Winter Soldier because he's on ice most of the time. Interesting. It's a good name, yeah. And who who fights him? He's Captain America's best friend, but then he dies in an accident. But and actually, the Russians, the Russians him. took took him back and mm. brainwashed him. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then the actor who plays him is going to be play Tommy Lee in this movie that Seth Rogen is producing, and that James Franco was originally producing, but is no longer producing. So it goes all the way ties ties him around. Oh wow! Yeah. And you know what? I bet one of those guys owns a Tesla. I would think that's a good bet. And uh, Elon Musk owns Tesla, and he was the host of SNL for some reason over the weekend. Did you watch it? I watched segments of it. Like, I, like I, we talked about this before. I don't. I'm not going to watch it at 11:30 at night on NBC. <laughs> no. uh, but you can watch it all on YouTube and just like the individual sketches you want to see, you see, you would look at the thumbnail like, Oh, that seems something I want to watch. I don't know. Um, so this was very controversial for some reason that he was hosting. I guess it was, it's a strange pick in that he's not an actor. He's not an actor, but that does happen. They have he's been an Iron Man, I think, right? Iron Man two. Oh yeah. But those, those little cameo things happen all the time. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, he but- has, IMDb credits, but SNL has done this before where they put, I mean, they put a lot of athletes on, that's always been a regular thing. They're usually done pretty politicians. Bad, right? Yeah, but they can be good. Like Peyton Manning is good all the time. Oh, yeah, he's an actor now. Yeah. Um, but also Elon Musk is a weird choice in that he is, um, he's from South Africa and has a weird accent. Like, I don't want to make fun of accents, but it's like, it's not, it, you wouldn't think right away he's not from America, but he, he just sounds like someone who sounds who talks funny from America rather than someone with an accent. Mm-hmm. That it's like then have him do like comedy is, is like what like I don't I don't know, but yeah. The, so of what I watched, it's like oh yeah, he's he's not an actor. <laughs> I don't. 
I don't think he really belongs doing this, but it's like that wasn't the point. The point was to put this guy on there because it would get people to watch a struggling sure, show. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure they uh, they succeeded in that. There was a sketch where he played Wario, the evil Mario, uh, which was a weird choice. And and how was that? Uh, not not good. But yeah. it was like, well, that's interesting. Like I I I like Wario. He's cool. I like Oreos. Oreos are great too. And <laughs> I'm sure Elon Musk would enjoy eating one if they made a sketch about that. Yeah. Um, I think that the, the best sketch he had was just like, he didn't have to do anything. And it was like, it was like conversations you're going to have now in post COVID life and how they'll be awkward. It's like, yeah, I guess a conversation with Elon Musk would be awkward. So he didn't have to act. Yeah. It's pretty good. Yeah, I could see him being funny in something like that where, like you said, he doesn't have to act. He could just be himself. Yeah. So I I, I feel like SNL succeeded at what they were trying to do. But if well, they're yeah, trying they to make... Wanted to fill, get eyes on the screen. Yeah. And I don't know. It's like what, I don't know what he did. And I don't... Elon Musk didn't like then like deny COVID on air or anything. He was fine. <laughs> Is he a COVID denier? He's like a skeptic. You know, he's like a Joe Rogan type where he's just like... Who knows what things are or aren't? And that's why it pisses people off. Because hmm. you're like, people love you and listen to you, so stop saying stupid shit. Interesting. Like, I don't think he's ever said it's not real, but I think he said, like, could it be something else or something? And it's like, man, you're too rich to do this. Just go away. Like, And I guess it goes under like Bill Gates, too. Like, both of you, just don't say anything. Yeah, I don't get why, like, we care to hear from them. Like, are you an expert? You make my computer. Yeah. It's like you have you so make- much money that you can influence a lot of things. So, uh, your responsibility not to like yeah. the, the, the whole shit with the, the cryptocurrency and how that was the story of the yeah, show. I still too. don't understand Dodgecoin. Like, so he joke crypto. That talked like about 80 it. cents. Yeah. He talked about it being a joke on SNL and therefore it's value plummeted. But also, is still way above like where it should be, and I don't, I don't, I don't even understand it. But hmm. I don't know. He's got himself in trouble because he st- he just freely speaks, and it's like you're too rich to do that now. Like I'm sorry, that's like that's the trade off. Interesting. Yeah. Well, but I didn't all, watch it was, it. it was not. It was nothing. Nothing happened. It yeah. was not worth the controversy that people try to make it out to be at first. All right. Well. uh, we're going to get into what we have been watching, uh, but before we do, that portion of the pod is brought to you by our good friends at thecliplessleash.com. Head over to thecliplessleash.com to get the greatest dog leash you've ever seen. This dog leash works with your dog's current collar or harness. And if you plug in promo code... Tony. That is T-O-N-Y at checkout... They're going to give you 65% off one of these amazing leashes. It's unbelievable. I don't know how long they're going to keep this up for. But uh, if you head to thecliplessleash.com today and plug in promo code Tony at checkout, you're going to get 65% off the dog leash you've been waiting for. So head over there and pick up one of those. You're going to love it. All right, Andy, how many things have you watched? 51. I've got four. Whoa. I have... Two. Okay. Well, my first two are one. 
Oh, okay. So you do those first two. Let, let me let me do those. I watched Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey, the second Bill and Ted movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd watched the the original Bill and Ted ex- Excellent Adventure about a month ago, uh, and I I expected that Bill and Ted Face the Music, the new one, would come to HBO Max soon, but it never did, and it eventually came to Epics. That's weird. So I think because it's that's I looked Epics is owned by MGM and that's who made this movie. And it's like, oh, OK, oh, that's great. Who wants Epics? That's not even like a real thing. Yeah, it sounds um, fake. So I ended up getting a, a, a seven day free trial of Epics because like, well, if there's nothing I want to watch on Epics, then I can watch it all in seven days. Right. Yeah. Uh, so I watched both those movies. So first, uh, Bill and this Ted's one, Bogus Journey. This one scared me a lot as a kid. Yeah, well, I remember it being like significantly worse than excellent adventure. Like I never really wanted to watch this one, but I liked the other one because they um, turned into evil them. Yeah. It was also scared a, me. The little blonde guy was really scary looking, I think. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's pretty dark. Yeah. There's evil ones there. They go to hell. They're, they death is, is with them. Yeah. And then there's like the creepy alien critters that they hang out with at the end. Uh, it, it is a weird movie and, and it isn't as good as the, the original but uh it's still it's still entertaining they're still really good performances by those two it's like these are fun fun characters uh let's see what they're they're up to 25 years later right um so bill and ted's bogus journey is on hbo max along with excellent adventure so you can watch those first two but uh bill and ted the face the music which came out last summer uh which should have got some should have been out in the theaters but you know the world uh didn't want it to happen uh, this is, you know, that's funny. I didn't even look at it. I thought this was on HBO. It's like, oh, it's one of the Bill and Ted's. Like, I didn't know what it was called. And I was like, eh, I don't need to watch it. But yeah. I like that William Sadler played Death in yes. this new one also. Yeah, he did. He did come back. That was that was exciting. Uh, so, yeah, this new one, it takes place, you know, many, many years later. They're, the kids that they had at the end of the second one are now grown up, but... I like that they're they're both the future versions that they're they're idiots who don't have jobs either and just want to see that they're watch their dads make music. And so if you remember the the, the plot line is that their music is supposed to save the world, you know, mm-hmm. and that's why they have to succeed. Yeah, excellent. Um, yeah. But now in this one, they still have yet to written the song that saved the world. And they're like, they're now in their fifties and like, what's going on? Like, how is this? You know, we haven't we haven't had success in music, and they should we be haven't huge, saved the world. like history professors or something because they should know this <laughs> stuff so well now. Yeah, um, so they have to go on a another adventure in, with time travel, and you know they get the idea that well, if we haven't written the song yet, but we know we have written it, we can go into the future and steal it from our future selves, right? So then, you know, it sets them off on a crazy adventure, and then the the daughters have to get involved and. Uh, it, it's a it's a fun it's a fun movie. Here's the one thing I have to say about it that's kind of crazy is Keanu Reeves is still a regular working actor while the the other guy Alex Winter uh, is not. Mm-hmm. I don't think I don't think he's acted since like the mid nineties. He's he does still work in film. He produces and directs and stuff. Um, he is way better <laughs> in this movie than Keanu Reeves, and I wonder if that's because Keanu still has a career and like you're seeing like Neo there. Whereas with 
Alex Winter, you're only seeing Bill because that's like one of the only things he's ever did. Yeah. Uh, but it was like, it was so weird. Like Keanu does not have the voice at all. Like he has like a deep, like serious voice, the John Wick voice. Yeah. And so it's that voice, but saying like, dumb okay, things. Dudes, yeah. Okay, dudes, we got to go and it'll be excellent. And it's like, Keanu was so fucking great in those early movies. Like he gets criticized for being a bad actor, but he was, he was good. Yeah. Like he's good. And he's good in point break. Like he was Parenthood. a different guy. Yeah. And it's like, he can't, he could not do that. Like California voice anymore. That was so iconic. And it was like, it was off putting, like he's saying the words, but he can't, but you weren't buying it. it. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, well, Alex winter was great. He sounded the same. It's been 30 years and he sounded the same. It was like, maybe he did that on purpose. He didn't, he wanted this to maybe be like, well, everyone knows my name. Literally no one in the world knows Alex winter's name. Yeah. I'll maybe this is his time. Uh, it was, it was weird, but you know, it doesn't, it doesn't ruin the movie by any means. It's still, cause they're so stupid and silly and yeah, they've got returning people. You've got, uh, the, uh, the guy from Barry, the Eastern European guy, who's like the best character in that show. Yeah. He plays like a robot that gets sent to kill them because they're, you know, messing with time and stuff. And He's hilarious. It's amazing. Like, it's like, oh, how how they get that? <laughs> they nailed that that this stupid character that they introduced here. Uh, so it, it's fun. It's worth watching, and it's especially impressive when you consider all the like long time, long gap sequels to comedies that we've had as of late, and mm-hmm. how like none of them have worked. You know, like Dumb and Dumber and Anchorman Two and stuff like that. Oh yeah. Um, even. Just recently, the coming to America, which which I thought was fine, but like wasn't great or anything. This is like the best of the bunch where it's like, okay, it's been 25, 30 years and it's still pretty good. It's, it's got I a think meta score of 65. That's pretty I good. I think it's still it, it, as good as the second one. It's not as good as Bill and Ted's Excellent, Excellent Adventure, but I think that's, that's like an all-time classic. So hmm. the fact that it's not as good as that does, isn't a slight against it, so... Uh, I do feel bad that this movie didn't get its its big summer theatrical release. Yeah, uh, I think it kind of is forgotten, and then especially now being on, it's go, went to epics. It's like ah, uh, if this went to HBO, more people would have got to see it. Yeah, the epics is a, like it sounds like a, a step below stars. It's like what are it you is. for? It's, it's that's what it is. I know they have uh, they they did a Get Shorty TV show with Ray Romano, and I think it's supposed to be good. Interesting, but it's like. It's on epics. Like what the yeah, fuck? Yeah, it's like it's a curse. Like if it's good and no one's gonna see it, if it's bad, everyone will expect it to be bad. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. But again, you can get a seven day free trial. Yeah. Well, who has time for that? <laughs> yeah. All right, you ready for one of mine? Yeah. I watched Inferno. Uh. Okay. So this is from twenty sixteen. I watched it on FX via Hulu. And a few minutes into it, I uh, or like 15 minutes into it or something, I found out this is a a third movie in a series. So isn't this the like the Tom Hanks? Yeah, this is yeah Angels the... and Demons okay. and Da Vinci Code. Uh, so I still watched it. Um, I don't think you needed to know that he had other movies. I'm pretty sure I'd seen Da Vinci Code like 10 years ago or something. It was a pretty um, popular movie. I never saw any of them, though. 
I have them in my queue to watch. They're all available on Hulu. I don't know if they're all on FX or, or whatnot. They're somewhere. Um, so I think I did this with Godzilla too, right? I worked backward. So yeah. I enjoyed it. I mean, I saw it. I was like, oh, Inferno. And it's Tom Hanks, who doesn't love that. And it was in Italy. I was like, well, I'm on an Italy kick. So <laughs> let's give it a go. And uh, it was fun. Um and also timely. This one, I don't know if you're familiar, Andy. It's about and spoilers a virus, here, right? Yeah, it's about a virus that'll basically yeah. kill off a lot of mankind because, and put it from the movie's uh, term, it's eleven fifty nine. It's a minute to midnight, and at midnight is basically when either we all die or a lot of us die, so that a lot of us can live because we're overpopulated on this on this earth here. Yeah, and. uh it was interesting, and I mean, classic this, villain. Yeah, yeah. There's this virus, and uh, it's in a bag, and it, it, it's gonna go off. And uh, spoiler alert: in uh, I believe it was Buda. No, was it Budapest, Istanbul? Maybe I don't know. It was one of those places. <laughs> and yeah. uh, that's fun, you know. Uh, he's trying to figure out what's going on because he got shot or something, and he doesn't remember things. And so he's, he's piecing puzzle uh, pieces together uh, one by one as, as time goes on. And it's slowly starting to, you know, oh, the, the, wait, what happened? Who? Oh, wait, what? And then, you know, it was good. You see a lot of history of uh, Italy. So I like yeah, that. Yeah, those are conspiracy movies, right? Yeah. Like National Treasure. Exactly. It's National Treasure on a uh, world scale. I mean, this one has a lot to do with... Uh, the poet Dante of uh, you know, right. Dante's Inferno. Inferno. Um, so it was a message the whole time. We didn't know. Yeah. It's got Ben Foster in it. Pretty great. Mm-hmm. Uh, good cast all around. Actually. Uh, I enjoyed it. Uh, the world hated it. 42, but I wonder, I mean, I think people turned against that author pretty quick. Yeah. Like, cause he was so popular for making, there that. needs to be a new rating scale where it's only on the actual work. It has nothing to do with what the person is, who they what they've ever said in their life. Like it just needs to be is this specific piece of well, art they, good? They have cinema score and stuff like that, which is audience, but audiences are weird. You want like a double blind critic test or something. Exactly. Like You're I don't like, know who how made you this? Even, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how you this. do that. Like <laughs> but <laughs> the way the rating like scores go, like it has to change. Like this is such crap. Like, oh, this movie's made by Republican. I'm gonna hate it. Oh, this guy, uh, he said that you know he doesn't like uh, gay people. Okay, well this movie's gonna suck now. It's like the movie could be good, and the person could be a terrible person. Roman Polanski aren't all his movies pretty great? And he likes kids or something. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. I don't remember what his thing was, but well, I know no, he's not he actually one. he committed a uh, statutory rape. Like he, he did it, and he had to flee the country. But the so movie's good, did. right? I I don't think I've ever seen any. No, I've seen Chinatown. Rosemary's Baby, right? I've never seen Rosemary's Baby, but I've seen oh, Chinatown. Wow. Yeah, so that's I haven't just, seen that's Chinatown. I've seen of his, I think. And it's like I that's remember. obviously kind of an extreme. But it's like most of the time, it's like. Oh, I just don't like this guy's politics, so I'm going to say this movie sucks. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is like, didn't Ron Howard make these movies? Yeah. I mean, no one hates Ron Howard. I know, but uh, for very, other, they they hate the yeah. movie for other reasons. And a perfect example is Hillbilly Elegy. 
Yeah, which that is was a Ron Howard film, also directed by Ron Howard. So people, yeah, people hate Ron Howard. That's that's maybe it is Ron Howard. <laughs> he is a ginger. Uh, I'm just kidding, but yeah, I enjoyed the movie. I thought it was good, and I think it should be a higher score than 42. There's also only 47 critics on there. It's fine. It doesn't matter. Is it? <laughs> All right. Uh, you want to go for one? Or okay, two? I'm going to talk about my uh, trip back to the movie theater. Oh, I finally did it. Did you go went, see uh, Tenet? No, did not see Tenet. Oh, I went to see Wrath of Man. The oh, very nice. The Guy Ritchie, Jason Statham movie. Their their return to working together after almost twenty years. Josh Hartnett um, is back. Yeah. Uh, well, um, what was I going to say? Oh, it, it's funny that one of the last movies I saw in theaters was Guy Ritchie's The Gentleman. I think very that's nice. The third Still haven't last. seen that. I think it's the third to last movie I saw in theaters. Uh, so now I'm getting back on it. And uh, yeah, I was excited for this one because, yeah, Statham's back with Guy Ritchie. Oh, that'll be a whole lot of fun. Uh, this is not like those movies. It is very, very different from the, the the silly, you know, funny crime movies that they had made in the past together where, you know, Jason Statham was always like he was the likable criminal who kept getting into trouble and where he shouldn't have and. Uh, but in the last 20 years, Jason Statham has become like the ultimate badass and not like a funny criminal. Mm-hmm. So this movie kind of reflects that. It is a very serious, grim, depressing, like awful movie. And I don't mean awful like it's a bad movie. I thought it was, it's a very, very, very good movie. Mm. Uh, just like about awful shit. It is dark. It is real. Uh, it is... Uh, the, yeah, the other part of it is that this is set in Los Angeles, not London. And I think that's where, like, what is that? What is what is Guy Ritchie saying about how he feels about America versus, you know, London, where it's everything's funny and people are stealing things and trying to scheme. And this is just like people being brutal to each other. And it's like, well, it's America. It's- Why is Post Malone in the movie? Uh to be a guy who gets killed. <laughs> like, okay. That's not and a spoiler. It, he's just a, he's a goon, you know, he's just someone to show off that like, you'll hate this guy from looking at his face. So you won't mind when he gets, well, killed. you say your favorite line, your, your famous line, my famous line. Yeah. What? About post Malone. I don't think I have a famous line. Oh, you do. Uh, a lot of people love this line. They, they write in all the time. I like it when Malone was in the post. Yeah. It's true. From uh, a couple of years ago, you said Carl that. Malone was not in this movie. Well, that's um, a dang shame. So I have one recommendation. If you are planning to watch this movie is don't watch the trailer. Spoilers. Uh, because I've already the, seen the trailers in theaters. The trailer kind of gives away. Something. Yeah, it does. I know it exactly. The, the little hook. So that's that's stupid. So basically, I'd say the premise without looking at the trailer is that Jason Statham gets a job at a with an armored truck company that had recently been um, robbed and and the truck drivers were killed and an innocent person was killed and so uh, Jason Statham is just a you know a, a run of the mill badass who he's going to go work for this company and then you know put a stop to these robbers who are going to rob the armored trucks um, but there's actually deeper reasons for it and the story is told in segments out of order. So if you watch the trailer, it kind of like talks about things that happened in the past that 
actually happened in the future in the movie. And it's like, it's like, it, I, I'd be mad if I, if I made this movie and saw that trailer, I'd be like, no, that's not, don't do that. That's like putting, you know, Darth Vader saying he's his father at, in the trailer. Like, you don't do that. Like, that's stupid. Um, it's not that big of a deal. Cause I mean, I, I saw the trailer and I knew it, but it's just like, that's just a recommendation. And I could say, mm-hmm. watch this movie anyways, because it is really interesting, really like haunting and dark, you know, mm-hmm. and good people in it. Yeah. Jason Statham is always, always good. Holt McNally. Yeah. Holt from uh Mindhunter. He's good in this movie. Um, Scott Eastwood. Never been a fan of Scott Eastwood. It's like, well, that guy's only gets jobs because of his dad. Uh, he was really interesting in this. I thought it was great casting because he was, he's not playing like modern day Clint Eastwood characters. He's playing like the original Clint Eastwood characters as like the, from like the Westerns, the bad kind of the bad guy. Mm -hmm. Um, He was, he was really good in this as the character that he was. I don't know. (laughs) He's never going to be a leading man. Maybe he, he could find a role like this. Um, So I I like that very much. It was, it was kind of like a Western of like, you know, normal people finding justice in their own horrible ways. So, hmm. yeah, I want to watch that one. Yeah, very good. All right. Well, my last one is a Netflix, I believe, original, and it is The Sons of Sam, A Descent into Darkness. It's a uh, docu-series, mini one, uh, a four-parter. I believe I've watched only two parts so far, and it's about, as you can guess, The Son of Sam although they pluralize it. So uh, I don't want to give away too much. Um, it's good. It's interesting. I mean, this is one I didn't know anything about. I mean, it's New York. It's the 70s. So I wasn't alive and I've only been to New York once. So I don't. It's like Richard Ramirez. That was more recent. And it's L.A. I kind of knew more about that, but still not a lot. Um, this one I didn't know anything about. And uh, it's interesting. Uh, what's really neat is it's narrated by Paul Giamatti. Okay, that's an interesting so that choice. Yeah. Obviously, gives it a couple of points right off the bat. Um, but yeah, I mean, I still have a couple to go, uh, at least one. So I'm enjoying it though. These kind of docs are are interesting, to say the least. It's like, oh, it was a scary time back then. I guess it's like we don't really have that now. We just have random shootings, but they always end, you know, pretty quick. Uh, Obviously, they're still bad, but they're never like people are like, I'm not going outside. Like, I'm not going out at night. This is horrifying. Like, they terrorize cities. So, woof. Yeah, I've, I've never seen that uh, Spike Lee movie made about this. So, I don't, I don't know if there was a Spike Lee movie about it. Yeah. Summer of Sam. Oh, interesting. John Leguizamo's in it. Wow. Adrian Brody. From 1999. So yeah, it's just like I know you know the references, but and I remember it, he was in Mindhunter, but it was like a joke. Like he was in it for they're like this guy is fucking low to us. Yeah, I remember that scene. It was just like we don't even care. Like guy doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's about it. Anything uh, else you want to add on this uh, pod, Andy? Yeah, I got one more. Oh, and it was a movie on epics, so. Oh boy. I looked through like what are the things I want to see on Epics? There were two other movies that I was like, oh, I think I wanted to see those. Um, so maybe next week I'll get to the other one. 
so like watch everything on that seven day trial. But this one is called The Wolf of Snow Hollow. It is a, uh, I guess, a horror movie, maybe a comedy. It is basically, and it's an adult Goosebumps episode. Oh, where they're they're in a small ski village, and uh, like a girl is killed violently, and like, well, who could do this? Who, what kind of person could do this? And chop an arm off, and this stuff. And then it's like, could be a werewolf. Like, there's bite marks. Maybe it's a werewolf. So it's like a werewolf mystery movie. And I said it's it's like a Goosebumps, where it is not played that seriously. Uh, the the main actor um, is the writer and director of the movie. It's a guy named Jim Cummings. I haven't seen anything else he's done uh but he is weird he is like a weird character in this he is a i'm he's, liking it had robert foster so it was yeah it was his last movie before he mm. died um so he he died almost like 18 months ago at this point yeah but yeah so he he was he was the sheriff and he's an old guy who who's hanging on and doesn't want anyone to know he's he's ailing and his son is the main character who you know is trying to you know, help his dad, but also try to basically be the sheriff, but he's got his own problems and he's an alcoholic and uh, he's just a weirdo. And he, there's just, there's a lot of just like funny scenes that like don't make any sense. And it's, it's not like intentionally silly, but it just seems silly. And it's, it is a weird movie. I I liked it. It is, it is short. It goes by and it's it's interesting mystery of like, oh, well, who is it? Is this really a werewolf or is this, you know, or like, like a Scooby-Doo episode? Oh, wow. It's like Scooby-Doo or Goosebumps, but for adults. <laughs> uh, and it's very, it's very cheap. It, it seems like a TV show, like it, like production wise. Mm-hmm. It does not look like, uh, you know, a big budget movie or they're, they're focusing too much on incredible cinematography or anything, but um, I liked it. All right. Well, but I like stupid stuff like that. Yeah, it looks like you got your money's worth out of your free trial of epics. Yeah, I got to remember to cancel. Yeah, don't forget. All right, well, with that, I think uh, that'll conclude episode 219 of the Tony Steg podcast. You've been listening uh, with uh, myself and uh, Off-Road Andy. Yes, I was here. He was here. We'll see you later.